everybody, welcome to the fourth episode of the Boss Rush Podcast. This is a PKO Gamer Sega Galactico. This is going to be a retro episode about retro collecting, all about it, how to get into it and everything. And uh, there's no no guests today, so we're just going to freeform this and talk about retro collecting. I'm going to send it to Galactico. Yeah, hey, what's up? Yeah, retro collecting, man. Um, it's something that you need patience for. Um, depending on your goals, it can be <coughs> various forms of rewarding to frustrating. Um it's a interesting hobby, you know, kind of rooted in nostalgia slash, you know, rarity and stuff, depending on what kind of collector you are. And um, it's fun. I like doing it. Um, I'm all about, like, the thrill of the hunt as far as, like, uh, like flea markets and thrift stores and stuff. If you can find it, you know, especially not from a reseller, someone who's, you know, selling it kind of cheap, you can get a good deal on a game. Those are my favorite situations. Yeah, I agree with that. It's and when I mean, you talk about the frustrations and and the rewards and just the hunt in my area, I have a lot of resellers and I go to a few of them. And a lot of them are cool, and I ha- and I rely on them a little too much. And sometimes I pay a little, a few more dollars. But I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm very very picky what I find. But when you look up and find something, I think one of the most surprising finds was I had that uh, Super Street Fighter 2 I found for the Sega Genesis just sitting up in a box for eight bucks or something like yeah. that. That's a little high to some people. Some people went for two dollars, but I'm like, in my area, that's just pretty good. So, you know, the the dealers kind of hurt it. Now, if you can find somebody, you know, just is trying to sell it for a couple bucks, that's some of the best things, especially if you find some type of gold, gold miner. I mean, there's like, there's a a game reseller guy in um, where I live and they have a really cool shop and like I know the guy that runs it is like a really big gamer so they even have an arcade in the back and and so I don't mind buying stuff from him I mean like I won't buy any of the rare stuff because it's super expensive but like if I see you know a game that I want to play for like 10 bucks and you know I don't mind supporting him because I know he's I know his heart's in the right place like yeah he wants to make money obviously but also I he understands being a gamer and they've got some really cool stuff in there too yeah exactly and and then talk about that there was a newer shop that my wife told about told me about she was out with some friends and I went to look at it and it's big it's gorgeous it has all types of cool stuff and I looked into a retro collection it's nice and pretty behind the shelves and everything and I know that's probably what some of the prices I'm going for but I thought y'all are freaking ridiculous yeah $75 for a no box Ghostbusters for Sega Genesis y'all can stick that and then they had the box version right next to it over about half six inches the same price I said Y'all don't know how to price these, and I just looked around and I got kind of sad, and I walked out. <laughs> See, I hate, and this is this is controversial. I hate like when sucky games are expensive. Yeah. But I understand why, because it's rarity. I understand the whole concept of rarity and stuff, but it really bothers me. And then I hate like when really like awesome games are expensive because. Like, unless you emulate, you're not going to be able to play that game. 
And I guess, really, if anyone's interested in a game like that, they'll just emulate it anyway. So right. it, it, I guess the price is more for the person that needs that physical thing. So Like Super Metroid, that thing is, even yeah. without a cartridge, it's easy at $40, $50 cartridge, easy in a lot of places. Yeah. And it's a, it's a classic. It's run constantly. Game's done quick. They do that every year. But if everybody's like, hey, I'd like to go buy that. And they go look at the prices there, just mouse will drop open and go, uh, yeah. like, what the crap? And I'm like, uh-huh. What? It's cheaper on the Wii U Virtual Console. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> if, they, if they really wanted to do the the cartridge, they'd be like, oh, my gosh, this is how much this costs. And I saw the, they, that, that shop had a box version for 120 Wow. I was like, uh, no, thank you. So what got you? In, <clears throat> I'm going to talk about it. What got a, what got you into retro collecting? I I got into retro collecting because I just watched so many other YouTubers and I decided to get out there. Once I did it, I caught the bug. So what got you into it? Yeah, it was it was kind of like when I started developing the uh, Sega <clears throat> Galactico character, and that in conjunction with I started watching the Game Chasers. And, like, I could do both of these things, just not very well. But, right. you know, they so they were kind of like a big inspiration, them and a little bit of Pat the NES Punk, but mainly the Game Chasers. They're, they seem more more easygoing and stuff, and, I don't know, Pat seems like he could be a jerk. All right. Well, I think, did you watch his um, uh, flea market stuff? I have to give him that. I don't watch much of his yeah, stuff. Yeah, those are fun. His flea market ones are fun, but his other stuff, I'm like, oh, I, I'll, I'll, I have an opinion. I guess I better, I better be nice. No, go for it. I, I mean, I like the flea market stuff, all right, just because it's cool to see them in the, you know, doing what they're doing. Yeah. And I, I think it's funny when he calls out that one reseller guy. That's funny. And his uh, Pat the NES Punk videos are fairly entertaining. Um, just you know, he does a lot of high quality and. And I really like his video game years series he did with Retroware. That that's those were fun. So yeah, it I seems think like his earlier stuff. Oh, sorry, it's like his earlier stuff. I started going backwards, and he's got more forward, and, and it's kind of like you know. I guess you say he was a jerk. I guess we're we're maybe talking crap about him, but we're just going to be honest. It seems like he kind of scratched my head going. Did you get a little arrogant with your stuff? Sounds like it. And I just, you know, didn't didn't watch anything modern anymore from him. And I just was like, eh, I don't bash him. I don't go around bashing people. And yeah. I, I, but his old stuff, he really came off as a really cool guy who just loved it. And I think, you know, that's where that's where most of us start. So. I think what spoiled me was I started listening to his podcast. And, like, you know, he's more like himself there. And I've met him at Backfest and stuff. And he is, he's a nice guy. Like, you know, he'll shake your hand and, you know, talk to you for a little bit. But just, I don't know. He's got this, this certain thing about him that's, I don't know. Like, like I say, he's a nice guy. He's just something about him. Like, if I had to hang out with some YouTubers, he wouldn't be my first choice. Yeah. Actually, here's the podcast thing. I saw some stuff and, I'm just going to leave it at that, that. And I looked at it and I went, no, no, no. <laughs> That's okay. But, you Which, know, he's got good yeah. stuff. You know, everybody, sure, yeah. sure, everybody should go check him out. If you like him, go for it. You know, give him a subscription and everything else. He's got some cool stuff. And especially, even if you, he's one thing he does well is the, uh, when he goes searching for games, that's real fun. Yeah. yeah. And you can tell he loves Nintendo games. Like oh, yeah. he's he's no, he's not fake at all. That's like I want that to be clear. He's his passion for video games is is right is is right there on the number. You know. 
Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. He is definitely passionate. There's a lot of great people are passionate about games. I mean, I um, though some people really put that out there, and it's really cool. But you know that you know looking at other people, and I think going and we go out there, then we start seeing this stuff. I did ever thought of it. I've looked at these old games before, and then you start collecting them and start hooking. You know, I had to ask my parents, "Hey, where's my Nintendo? You're what?" Yeah. Oh crap! Then I had to find it and. When you start doing it, you either go, well, I'm not into this, and or you'll hook it up and go, oh, my God, this is cool. And then you get yeah. the bug, and then, well, you're you're screwed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm going to say what I was – I got a little script here, people. I'm kind of looking at some stuff, so I keep myself in order. What type of systems do we collect for? I collect for the Nintendo Entertainment System, the Sega Genesis, and the Super Nintendo right now. Um, and the thing about it is, is I find more enjoyment out of the super, out of the Sega Genesis, simply because I didn't have a Sega. Blast a, processing. A blast process. That blast processing reaches out over the decades. I tell you what it is. Yeah. And I think what they did was is that the cartridges that are in those cases, Nintendo didn't do that right. Yeah. You know, throw away your boxes, and now everybody's like, oh, I wish I could throw away that box. And yep. I, I love I love going to the Sega Genesis section just looking, and I go, Those hard Ooh. plastic boxes are amazing. They make that just that sound when you open them. That, it's so <clears> comforting. <throat> and then when you close them, they make that popping sound. Oh. <laughs> they did that. See, they started at the Master System with that. And it was yeah. GameCube. Yeah, the first disc-based system that Nintendo actually put hard cases out. So. Yep. Three systems that you threw away your boxes. <laughs> uh, yeah, because when you're a kid, you don't think about that stuff. Uh, well, not most kids. I'm sure there were kids that were like, "I got to keep this mint condition." But and I kept a few. I mean, if everybody sees some of my later videos, I finally put some of my junk up in my room, and I've got Mario Three, Mega Man Two, Mega Man Four. And a few others, and those are my prize and joy that I kept them. I kept them in the box. I would reach and take the box, undo it. I actually put the little cartridge back into the plastic, <laughs> and man, it was it was nice. And I'm glad I did them because they're worth they're worth a lot, but they're worth more to me just for the mem the memory. So, but I don't I don't know. I see a lot of people on YouTube, and and it's cool. They have these collections, and they have everything. And I'm like. Yeah. I don't know if I I can't do that. Do you do you feel like you want to collect every single thing, or do you just pick and choose? Um. Well, for a while, I was trying to just do what all Genesis pretty much, and then I got a little picky, and then um, I had to s sell most of my collection, and I kept like, you know, twenty games I needed to keep playing, and uh, but the rest of my Genesis games I had to sell along with my Saturn and um. My Saturn games. I only had like eight. Um, my Super Nintendo. I just sell that and those games and my NES and my NES uh, games. But I kept my Genesis, my Dreamcast. Um, I have a Wii still and uh, my PlayStation Two and an Xbox. But basically, I now I just got to a point with I just look for games that look fun and are a good price you know yeah i've i i thought about the complete i call it the 
in my little notes here, I call it the completionist. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to collect everything out there, you go for it. You know, don't let anybody tell you how to collect. Collect what you like. But or do I pick and choose? And I, I immediately figured out. I look at all these NES games, and I'd be like, this one's kind of rare. And I went, and you know, looking at it, started watching on the YouTube videos. I'm like, yeah, it's a piece of shit. Yeah. And, and I don't care. I mean. I Karnov and some of these jackals. I, mean, I found a couple of copies of Jackal last time. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not going to be searching for a little while around here. It's got kind of thin. I think everybody got their tax return. I could tell. <laughs> and um, you know, they just didn't look that good. I got a copy of Spy Hunter for like four bucks, and yeah. uh, it was great. And I was even though I may not play them, if they're really just classics, yes, that's so like oh yeah, I got these classics. And yeah. But somebody's like, did you play this this game? Ast- Asteroid, uh, not asteroid. It's it's really weird. Arkanoid. Yeah. Arkanoid. And I know everybody says it's kind of cool and kind of cool. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. It's like breakout. It is, and, it, and it, I know it's really cool. But I looked at it, I went nah, and they wanted like a you know close to ten bucks for it. I said nah, no thanks. And you know, but I want to get a Dreamcast. I need to get an N64, and those prices infuriate me what people yeah. for an N64 or people I want to tell people to screw themselves that one's real popular lately it seems like 80 bucks sometimes yeah. just with a car console and I'm like no yeah it's that's another one I had to give up was the N64 uh, Ugh. I missed the N64 too and so yeah you know I still I mean I got a super retro trio that my my loving wife you know, you got me for Christmas, and I get to play Genesis and Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and all the Japanese if I want to on it. Yeah. Because my NES, it's got the wavy line syndrome. Uh, oh, yeah. And then my, my Super Nintendo, when I got it for my parents, I, I put my, I put Mortal Kombat in. And when Goro comes out and people that had the Super Nintendo version, he hits a claim and it flies off the screen. And it also just went all over the place. I thought, oh, that's a dirty cartridge. And, no, and I was like, well, whatever. And then I imported, of course, my copy of uh, Chrono Trigger from Japan. And if everybody remembers Chrono Trigger, it starts up with a nice pendulum. That's Mode yeah. 7. It looks like somebody threw up on the side of the screen. And then Well, that's it, just Mode 7. Right. And then when it, that Mode 7 stops, <laughs> well, okay, now we're, oh, we're getting, now we're just, now we're Nintendo bashing. Yeah. But seriously, when the Mode 7 stopped, it was just perfect. And I watched the intro, I watched the intro, and you see the little, the little car racing scene, I'm like, Oh, my mode seven chips fucked, huh. <laughs> and I just lowered my head, going, "Oh, that sucks." Oh well, but they're still my childhood systems, yeah. and I'm not getting rid of them. But <clears throat> oh. yeah, still my master system too. So that's oh man, you had to sell a lot, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I still have my master system. Oh I yeah, have, yeah. So I essentially sold like half of my consoles, and like. 80% of my games. <laughs> so, Ugh. it sucked. Oh, man, it's horrible. But it's either that or having a roof over my head. <laughs> well, so. you could have built cartridges to the roof. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> you would have actually ruined them, but you would have been, been stylish. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have anything really crazy. Like, I think the most expensive games I had were, like, uh, Persona 3, not, or Persona 2, for PlayStation, um, I think that was going for around seventy bucks. Um, I had a uh, ooh, um, what is it called? Shining in no, uh, uh, 
fuck. Shining the Holy Ark. Is that what it's called? I, I think. It was a, a shining game, but it was like a dungeon crawler for Sega Saturn. I had that. And then I had Shining Wisdom. Those two were about 50 bucks, I guess. Um, but like... I had, oh, I had so many Genesis games. Oh, yeah, Shining the Holy Ark. There it is. That's good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess if I sold my stuff off a boxed, really, really good copy of Mega Man 2, it would go pretty darn good. And possibly the Mar- into Mario 3 would go decent. Ah, hell, I don't know. Yeah. Somebody might get 60, 70 bucks if they really want to push it. They could have pushed 100 out of it just simply because it's an NES game. <clears throat> other than that, most of the stuff I have is okay. So... I did keep my uh, Castlevania Bloodlines, though. Because mm. that game is, is so awesome. I want that game now. After I see people running it, now I'm in the Genesis stuff, and I can't find a copy of it under, under 50 bucks, and I'm like, yeah. uh, damn it. I was in a flea market in Tampa, and like I saw this guy was selling old games. I'm like, oh, sweet. So I was looking at him, and like the guy walked up real kind of shady almost, and he's like, hey, I got Castlevania Bloodlines for twenty bucks, and I'm like, "Here's twenty dollars, sir. <laughs> no more questions." Wow. And it's you know it's it's just the cart, but still it's Castlevania Bloodlines for twenty dollars. Like you yeah. said, you're not finding one less than fifty dollars unless that happens. And so I was like, "Well, half the price is just as nice." So unless the shady man wanted a shady favor, then you're in trouble. <laughs> I mean, I'd still probably consider it it's Castlevania Bloodlines. <laughs> I mean, jeez. As long as you find where to hide the bodies, it's all it doesn't make it makes no difference to me. What is your what is your, well, what what do you think about a good fair prices? We're talking about prices like like 8-bit, 16-bit and above. I mean, what do you think I, and I know we, we've talked about rarity. But it when, depends on the game, yeah. honestly. Like, if it's something I really want, then, you know... You like me to spend like $10, 10 to 15 Like, Like, obviously, uh, Castlevania Bloodlines, $20 for sure. Um, but honestly, I would probably gladly play 30 for that game. Um like, I really, really don't like to spend more than $50, but I have in the past. Um, like I said, it depends on, like, like if it's a deal. Like, if someone was like, hey, here's a, this game, and it's a fun game. I'm trying to think of what's a fun game that's worth a lot of money. Okay, say someone was like, hey, I'll give you this box Super Metroid for 60 bucks. That you know, a boxed copy? I mean, usually they sell for 120 So just, yeah. just based on the fact that i'm getting that good of a deal i might consider it you know yeah. or just a playing card of chrono trigger i saw one version of chrono trigger ever hit my one of my local shops it was 89 dollars, and it was gone the next week and it had somebody's name wrote on it too and it pissed me off i'm like why would you price this at 89 dollars? <laughs> but they bought it so if yeah. i saw one for 30 or 40 or something i'd probably sit there and go uh, yeah honey don't kill me i'll take that yeah, and I'd then, buy Chrono Trigger for forty bucks for sure. You know, I import it for ten. Everybody goes, "Why you can't read anything?" My my friend was like, "It makes no sense." I said, I, "I'm learn. I learned them. I didn't beat it yet, <clears throat> but I just had to learn the menu system. I know what they're saying." 
And yeah. once you learn the menu system and the powers, it's it it's one of those it's one of those rare ones. It's not it, some of the Final Fantasies are a lot more complicated. Yeah. But still, to own a cart, I say I got ten bucks and it's a beautiful cart, but. Yeah, you're, you're like time travel is complicated as it is. Let's right. put it in Japanese. Yay! And this, and when I started playing it, you know, I actually got to the this the race, and I had my mode set was was screwed up. I that was interesting. Uh, where's uh, the ground? Oh, I was playing uh, right before I got my Super Retro Tree. I got Super Mario World. And I want to talk about that that price, which kind of irrit- it still irritates me. I was fighting one of the Cooper kids, and you know the first thing is the the little tilting platform in the lava. Yeah. That's mode seven. Him and I were standing on nothing, and I saw this little glitch standing over there. The we it couldn't even show the ground, so I was fighting floating above nothing. I'm like, oh god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> what okay, do I, I do? Killed, and I I killed him, and I was like, oh my god. But that's one thing I was I mean griping about. I, I found a, one copy of Super Mario World 15. That's actually pretty good. I had Not some bad. trade in. I got it for nine, so I walked out with nine. Why do people charge more for Super Mario World when I went on the Google, you know, and good old Wikipedia, which you know I looked up a lot of stuff. This, the freaking system in the United States, North Super Nintendo, sold 23 million units. You know. Millions of those had Super Mario World. It's not a but. It's not hard to find yet. People charge that much for a pack-in. That that infuriates me above anything else. It's because like a lot of resellers, like the the bad resellers, are the ones that have really no idea what they're doing. They're just like, oh, I've heard of Super Mario Brothers, so this is going to be expensive. Like, they're the ones that you know either look up online to get their prices and like right ebay yeah, and stuff you know what i mean yeah like price charting and i'm actually looking it up right now on ebay i want to look at super mario world and you know i, I bet you yeah, 25 buy it now 18 and bidding so it's like 20 something to 30 dollars for these things look really good i'm thinking Guys, this and this and this is one right here. You can tell how they changed the super the Super Nintendo carts. How that little little hole yeah. changed. This you know they want thirty bucks for it. I'm like, this is one later on the system. And I, it, it, that bugs me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it just one of those things. I just want to reach out and strangle the the pricing community or whoever just got direct. You know, I know it's supply and demand, but it's like really, no thanks. It's crazy. What uh, I know you you sold a lot of your stuff, but I can answer this one. I, I've always said, "What is your favorite system to collect for and why?" And so far for me, I can say it was a Genesis. My buddy had one. I played Streets of Rage, Sonic, mm. uh, Golden Axe with him. It was fun. And the car, the the boxes just make me go, "Ooh, this is so shiny. It's pretty." And I actually like it, and I really like it. I think because I didn't have it as a kid. Now I'm getting. Now I'm a kid as an adult, and that's my favorite one. And uh, I still need to get me a Genesis. I, I still want a Genesis. And I, I yeah, they're nice. I have, a, I have I see Model Twos for around forty bucks. Really yeah. nice, packaged up, and I'm just a cheap sob. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your favorite system to collect for? The Genesis is great, like you said. Love those. Um... 
those boxes. They're beautiful. Um, Dreamcast is fun. There's some fun games on there. Um, That's my next one to start doing, I think. <laughs> I'd like to get some more games from my Neo Geo Pocket Color. Because that's a fun handheld. It's probably one. Of, it's probably my favorite retro handheld. Um, um, I think that's like my favorites, honestly. Neo. Now that was the yeah the Neo Geo Pocket Color. <clears throat> that I, I forgot. I had forgot about that system. That thing looks. Yeah. Oh man, that looks cool. It's not. It doesn't have a backlight. But the screen is brighter than the Game Boy Advance, I think. So as long as you get some good lights overhead, you're good to go. Yeah, it's it's like a it's a good little handheld. Um, right now on mine, I got Sonic Pocket Adventure, which is crazy that they made a Sonic game for this thing. Wow, that Sega was still making consoles back then. Yeah, and um, it it was the first game they made for a non-Sega console. Um, yeah, first one, first Sonic game. Yeah. eBay fifty five twenty five. That's I don't know. If that sounds okay. For a Neo Geo Pocket Color. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. I got mine for I think forty bucks, but it's it's definitely worth. Like they have some great fighting games on there. Um, Matches of Millennium. I have that. That's so good. It's a Capcom versus a SNK game. Oh really? It's so good. Um, oh there it is. Match of the Millennium. Oof. Now you may have got me in trouble. I might have to... King of the Fighters, R2, Metal Slug, yep. First Mission, Second yep. Mission. Oh, yep, crap. I'm in trouble. Um, <laughs> and it, it's got this really cool little uh, thumbstick that makes this clicky sound. Oh, I hear it. When you move it around, it's so cool. It's like, instead of a D-pad, it's like a little arcade stick, but for your thumb. it's It feels good. It's got two buttons on it. It only takes two batteries, and they last for a long time. Um, Samurai Showdown 2 is on it. That's fun. Um, so yeah, I'd, I might have to get a few more games um, for this thing. They they vary in price. There's like a couple like super duper expensive games, but then there's a bunch of not so expensive games on here. Oh yeah, I'm seeing all these. And they have all sorts of different models of the the pocket color. There's like a blue camouflage one. I just saw that. I was like, I thought somebody may have customized it. They didn't, huh? Interesting. Did they ever put a final uh, Fatal Fury on it? Yeah, um, first contact. Yeah. Oh, I'm a big Fatal Fury fan. Oh, Fatal, real about Fatal Fury. Oh, that's something else. Wow. That's, that's pretty cool. And, you know, some of these things are just never... One of the obscure... Um, handhelds the was the uh, the terrible graphics. And that, yeah, I never saw that in in real life. I still haven't ever seen it in real life. Well, the thing with the Neo Geo Pocket Color is it came out and then Pokemon came out. So guess what? Pokemon killed it. Yeah. Pokemon actually made the Game Boy really. That was one of the few things that really pushed it to beat the Game Gear. Yeah. I mean. Ugh. I remember a few friends have the Game Gear. That my wife had a Game Gear. She can't. It's supposed to be at her father's house. Need to find it. She she used to have it. I want to get get that for and let her play it again. That that was just that was that looked so much fun. I played it a few times, especially when I played that Mortal Kombat version. Like I said, I was out and I found it and 
it was KB Toys. I put the the, the code in. Uh, yeah. I came back here, everybody's playing. I'm like, ha! I made it violent. Yeah, I had a Game Gear. It was all right. It ate through batteries. And uh, so I had I had the AC adapter, so I just plugged it into the wall and played it that way. So Let's what do you see. consider retro? Now, I mean, we're continue, we're just freeforming, but I'm just trying to go through and knock out some questions here, and then we can freeform. But I've heard it's two generations back is retro. So two generations back, that's PlayStation. That's what I've heard. And Xbox. I even feel the 360, and sometimes is getting almost retro because because they were out for so long. They were out for ten years. And if they don't have backwards compatibility, and if they never get backwards compatible to the Xbox One, it's a retro game that you have to go hunt for. So I I almost feel like the DS is retro also. It is. Because, I mean, you got the 3DS, the 3DS XL, the 3DS, oh my God, it's super big version. I mean, <laughs> it's new super, new 3DS yeah. XL. And I, I actually ju- laughed at Nintendo when they released that when I wanted to smack somebody. Uh, I will get off on that. But yeah, the DS definitely they had like three or four versions of the ds they don't know how to make one version of their their handheld <laughs> but i remember the ds i played um the castlevania games the, my favorite game boy is the sp the game boy advance sp that little flip top oh yeah still love that thing i bought that just to play the, the castlevania rsro best ds game is rocket slime never heard of that Oh my god, dude. It is the best game in the world. Rocket Slime on the DS. It's a, one of those Dragon Quest spin-off games. Oh, and it's about the slime. And like it's so fun. It they use the set the bottom screen perfect. And like they have these giant like robot battles. Well they're giant slime tanks. Oh, see and, that here. Oh my god, it is one of my favorite games. When it come out, oh, it's about eleven years old. But yeah, DS is out. That looks interesting. It's, I'm wanting to get some DS games still and play it on my 3DS. Well, Rocket Slime is my number one through ten recommendation. <laughs> so it's just Rocket Slime. All yes. Oh man, I do want to get in. No, so surprised get to find a copy of Chrono Trigger when it came out for it. I should have bought it. Now it's like, yeah. Everybody wants really a lot for it, but uh, oh man! The thing about the di- um, you know I'm looking at the thing about the digital games. Will that ever be? I don't think we could ever count. The, I mean, we could count them as retro, but w- will you ever be able to count that as retro? What do you mean? Well, a digital game, say you know, Fez has been out for a while. It's more retro. I, I, you know, Skirmish Frauds. I've posted it because it's really a retro game. I posted one playthrough. Or not even play through. I was playing a little bit. Well, if you can't get, I don't know if that thing ever had a physical release over time. I mean, it'll be considered uh, retro, but would it be? Well, it won't be collectible, will it? I mean, it's. I think it's still retro, but it's not collectible. Uh, I think it can be the two different things. Like, you can buy Sukaden and Sukaden Two for your PlayStation Three. I mean, there those games are definitely retro games, aren't they? I think even so. if they're digital forms yeah i mean they're playstation games but you're able to but because of them being digital you can play them on your uh playstation 3 i just got rogue legacy on my playstation 4 and it's awesome 
being able to play that PlayStation 2 game. Well, that's funny. I'm looking up, and it was late 2015. Fez is going to get a digital, uh, with a big old vinyl copy. It's going to be a $100 limited edition fiscal release, and that's like, okay. Wow. So, yeah, some of these will get it, but yeah, I was just thinking about that. You know, there's going to be some cool games that become retro over the time, and then they're... Yeah, when these like companies, Guacamelee or Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight, Guacamelee, uh... I know it's pretty... It's, it's, Minecraft is going to be a retro game one day? Yeah. Uh, Ooh, that makes me sad. <laughs> I feel old, but I play a lot of Resogun, which is really a Defenders yeah. remake in another generation. <clears throat> if you won't be able to download that, that cool game, you know, you're not going to be able to see it. I'm trying to search. I don't think there's any physical copy for that, but no. Oh, man. Good stuff. So I guess we got some questions to answer. Yeah, we got... Um, let me go look over here on the Twitter. The super Twitter. Let's see here. Dell was the first one to shoot us some questions. He got four of them. Of course, thank you, Dell, for doing four. Well, actually, it's almost five. Let me... He can't do anything simple. We love Dell. What rarest game do you own? What's the weirdest accessory do you own? On cartridge games, case or no? What expensive games do you want? Let's see. Well, I think probably my rarest is Castlevania Bloodlines. My weirdest accessory. Um, Last processor? No. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take a shot there. You took a shot at mode 7. Um, accessory, accessory. I mean, I guess my Mario Brothers Dance Dance Revolution dance pad. Um, oh, wow. I guess that's from the Mario version, Mario Mix, where Mario dances very creepily. That game is just nightmare fuel all over. That Hearing that made me cringe just a little. <laughs> what is Mario Mix Dance Mar- Dance Mar- Revolution? Mario dancing on the screen. Oh, yeah. yeah, he looks so awkward. Oh my god, it's almost disgusting. Oh. And Waluigi's in that game a bunch. Waluigi's a very weird individual in the Nintendo universe. So I guess that's the weirdest accessory. It's I know it's nothing exciting at all. Like I'm sure he was like, God, I hope someone has a reactor or or that thing you stand in the middle of. Um Rolling Rocker. No, there was like the, the thing do you use it for Eternal Champions? Oh, I don't remember. I remember. Okay, I got it. I just got a copy of that. But uh... we talked about it in the last episode of Game That Tune. Uh, but I forget what it was called. I'm, I'm hitting the Google. Uh... Wow, I can't find it. I don't, I can't find it off. But it was was it a? Did you put it down on the floor and use yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, I think I remember that vaguely. And apparently, if you used it with Eternal Champions, it made your attack stronger. Wow. So, let's see. Uh, I like my cartridge games to have cases, you know, just because... Well, okay, if it's their Genesis games, I would prefer to have it in the case because, to me, there's no reason you shouldn't have the case in a Genesis game because they're big, hardened plastic. But like an SNES game or an N64 game, 
if they don't have the case, then I understand because those games had perishable cases that not everyone decided to take care of. Um, and most disc games, I would much rather. Well, he said cartridges. Never mind. So don't even. I'm not even gonna answer about disc games. You'll have to ask a question later if you want to know about disc games. How about that, Dell? Yeah, Dell. Doctor questions have, a lot. Yeah, you have to ask another question and retweet. Looks, looks like you didn't ask enough questions. <laughs> <laughs> Dell's gonna listen to this. It's like you sons of bitches. An expensive game I want. Yeah. Um. Well, I would need my Sega Saturn back to <laughs> enjoy this game. But uh, that Panzer Dragoon Chronicles game, I've always wanted to play it because it looks like an awesome RPG. Even though I hear it's not like the best RPG, but... It's just a really rare... I mean, I even know that's how rare that is. It's like, what, $350? Probably. Um, So, probably that. Like, if... I guess I would probably... I would be better off buying a game or getting a game that I could actually play, though. So I'm not sure as far as rarity. Um, yeah, for me, rarest game I own, I have to say my collection is kind of poor. Um, I used to think that I got a really... Well, for around here, it was very rare. I found one copy of Mike Tyson's Punch-Out in great condition. Oh, sweet. I mean, for some, if, you, if you're out looking to get a Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, the original, that, that it's not rare, but it's, it's getting harder to find. So I, I kind of put that... It's kind of rare. It's not rare, rare. The weirdest accessory, to me, the NES Max controller. I I didn't want the NES Advantage because I wasn't in the arcade sticks. My buddy had the, arcade, the NES Advantage, and I was like, oh, let's get the NES Max. And that little thing that they replaced with, replaced the D-pad with was an abomination into into every facet of my being. Uh, yeah, I could I could try to jump in Mega Man. I was I was kicking ass for just pressing that I just couldn't stand it and it, I looked at it looking it up before we talk before we did these, this podcast and if you look at that little thing it's kind of like what they put on the 3DS that little yeah. that little circle but it really wasn't that good I th- I call it weird because of that, that little analog thing <laughs> they replaced I mean for a shooter that had been badass but for like Mega Man and stuff I don't think it was ever really that fun that's why I finally just put it down because I can't... It didn't feel right. Yeah. And the cartridge games... I I still look on the NES stuff. I saw Simon's Quest locally. It was like $16, $17 in the box. And I was, hmm. about, I was about to jump on it. That's not terrible. Somebody wrote their name on the top of it. Oh, no. Why and would I, you do that? And I looked at it, and I wanted to grab somebody and say, Listen, you dumb fucker. This is written on. You shouldn't even display this. You should have not. You should have not even taken this for a collectible. <laughs> I won't. You should be punched square in the whatever. Oh. <laughs> okay. And I was looked at. And I went, but that's. I thought that's close to twenty dollars. It's a boxed. You know. You know. Simon's Quest. I'm going to. Who the hell is that? Oh my god. And I just. I lowered my head and. and uh, I walked away, but yeah, if if they had the box, I saw there is a local copy, around forty forty five dollars of Mario World in the box in one of those little plastic holders. I know a guy who's a reseller at a little uh, at a flea market, and I almost paid forty dollars for it just to have Mario World in the box. Yeah, I don't know if if that's a good, not Mario World. I'm taking that back. Super Mario sixty four. Hmm. 
I don't even know if that's a good price or not. Yeah, that's a little much for that game, I think. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't. I wouldn't pay that much. No, I mean, it was kind of neat. Yeah. Oh, box only. So, you know, I thought about it, and I went, I'm not, I wasn't a big uh, N64 fan. Stop that. I've been trying to stop yawning myself. And I, if it was like the Super Nintendo or something boxed, you know, a really good game for 40 bucks, or like you said, Metroid with a little scuff here and there, I'd have been like, hold on, let me go to the ATM. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been like, be right back. And uh, so, but when it comes to Genesis, I've got Eternal Champions uh, and one or so others. But I've started now looking at, I'll, I'll glance through the, the, the loose carts. And when I find something like Eternal Champions for two bucks on a loose cart, yeah, I've never seen it around here else. Yeah, I'll pick it up. Yeah, for sure. But then I walked in there and I got the six pack. I've got the glorious Streets of Rage 2 version. Mm. And for 18 bucks or 70, 18 bucks. And I got, I had some trade in on it. And then right next to it was Super Street Fighter 2. About I, I just actually, I think I actually squealed just a little bit when I saw <laughs> that. Because I was like, are you kidding me? I'm standing with both of them. And I was, I was fidgeting on, oh my God, oh my God. Somebody touches these, I'm going to shank them. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody was probably going to grab them from me. But that's that's when, you, like you're talking about the hunt, when you really, when you go up there and you go, oh, really? Yeah. Because my eyes were looking, I went, Super Street. I'm like, no. And I put up, if, if you're seeing my video, I opened it up and it had like four pages of the manual left. I went, well, at least they included some of the manual. Yeah. I looked at it, I went, close. Shit. Okay, I got some manual in here. What expensive games do I want? I, Super Metroid, to me, expensive. I would like it on a cart. Though, it's the easy way to cheat. I don't say cheap out on that one. You could import Super Metroid. It's Super Metroid in Japan. It's, it's still English with Japanese subtitles you can turn off. Oh. So, for about 20 bucks, I still can get Super Metroid. And I think I'm going to, mm. just to say I can. Um, <clears throat> I want... I, what I would really want to, and I fucking hate myself for it is in college i actually took i actually skipped class in college i pre-bought the gold cartridge version of ocarina of time mm. of course i don't have it anymore and i don't have the box and i oh. can get my own ass if i had a flux capacitor and i that's probably my one um one i i'm, I'm on ebay right now and i'm chit-chatting like i don't know how much that is let's see Ocarina of Time in 64 boxed. And yeah, well, there's a Game of the Year edition for 200. Yeah. And the complete, now, oh, there's the one, and yet you see it, it actually's got like rays of sunshine on it. There's the near mint box. Mm. I think it's the gold one. Uh, collector's edition is $200. Damn. And the thing about it is, is I might one day just save up for it and get it just to correct the stupidity of my <laughs> of my child. I could call it childhood. I was in my twenties. Yeah. I could go back, kick my own ass. Uh, whatever. I thought of a couple others I'd probably want: Mega Man Legends and Mega Man Legends Two. Oh, those are hard. Those are hard to find. Those yeah. in like the X's for the Super Nintendo. If people find those, I, I don't understand. I understand why people love them. I didn't like the X series because, I don't know, it just didn't jive right with me. Not because it's a horrible series. It's fantastic. Maybe I liked the original, but 
Why is X series so freaking high? Well, the regular one is too. Richard, I mean, you on the NES? Yeah. Oh yeah, Those, they are. I found Mega Man Three for like twenty five, thirty dollars. I'd like to get Mega Man Three, but since I have two and four in a box, it's I got to get. I've got to yeah. get like some boxes, and that's going to hurt me. This, that's where they get you. Those boxes. And I also thought of, I don't have them anymore, but when I was a kid, I had some weird accessories. I had, um, there were these things that you clip over your NES controller, and it, like, had a joystick above the D-pad, so you would use that instead of the D-pad, and it was really weird. Like, it, it was almost like this weird clamshell that was a space for where the buttons are, but like I said, it had that little stick. Oh, yeah. Do you remember those I things? I kind of remember those little things, yeah. You kind of... And that makes me remind you, remember how you could augment but your... But the sticks your, would break. Yeah, your Game Boy. You could augment the buttons, put a, put yeah. that on there, put a light on it, and oh, put yeah. a grip on it, put extra speakers, and put a uh, uh, magnifier with a light. <laughs> and that, you know, I saw somebody posted on Twitter, and they had, like, this Game Boy had every accessory on it, and it's just like... What? I've reached my final form. I re- yeah, I reached my final four. You're like, Frieza? <laughs> so the, those are, I didn't own them, but we go back to this other question, weirdest accessory. The, I think the weirdest accessory I've ever seen are those Game Boy ones, other than the magnifier or the light. Ooh, or uh, the Game Genie. That wasn't weird to me. It was just, they tried to, and I actually bought one, and I got pissed yeah, off. Yeah, I had one too. It. And I tried it on Mega Man. It just didn't do what I thought. And I didn't have a lot of games. So I was like, I finally huh. got my mom to get me one. I don't even know if I still have it. Oh, man. I think we had somebody else tweet us. Yeah, another another question. Clifton W. Moore. Oh, that's a, that's a Southern Star Gamer. That's a good, good buddy there. Asked, how often do you all clean and maintain your systems and games? Uh, do you want to go first? What? <laughs> I guess I'm a I'm a scrub or I'm an ass because or not. I get them. I get my stuff in. I clean it up. I clean the pins really good and I put them in a good location. And I don't really touch them for a while. Now, if I'm going to play it, I might run a cotton swab over it just to make sure. But now I'm playing on the Super Retro Trio. It doesn't have all those problems. I've even I found that 16-bit games sometimes I would just pop them in just to try them out, make sure they didn't weren't broken without cleaning them then i'd pull them out and clean them so i guess i would clean huh. them once and um now eight bit are still it's still finicky i oh my god i bought my wife ninja turtles for nes i five she had one one time we found many years ago and i think we we paid like four or five bucks for it huh. and she wanted to keep it and we we moved and we lost it and now i paid ten dollars for it again that that shows you what the inflation is of the huh. games and i looked at a um and I looked in the bottom. I couldn't get it to play. And I turned it up and I went, wow, that's either a dried Coke or dried something. That it's been in there. It took a Brasso cleaner and alcohol and about 30-something Q-tips because I, I need to get the tools to pop the cartridge open. I had to polish those back to normal pins. They were corroded. Huh. It took me probably an hour. So, yeah, that one I put meticulous into. But yeah, I get them. I clean them. I get them working, and I put them up really nice. I what I need to do is get those by the the cheap sleeves and put them in there. If you do that, you really don't have to, you shouldn't have to clean them again. Yeah, I so. 
What do I, I don't mean? clean them that often, honestly. <laughs> You're like if, if they if they're not working, then I try to clean them. <laughs> and of course, it's probably too late. Well, it's not actually. It's not too late if they don't work no more. Like I said, this is the Braxo or Brasso. I can't remember what it was. I got it at Walmart. That actually pulls the crap off those pins. Like I said. Yeah, I have, I have a few games that sometimes work and sometimes don't work, and it's just according to what day it is, I guess. It's probably time to take get the little bits. They're like six, seven bucks off Amazon. And I think they work for NES, Master System, Genesis, Nintendo 64, and Super Nintendo. Everything. With yeah. Them. Pop those things open and clean those. If you clean those pins till they're shiny. If it if it messed up, then you've probably got a board going out or a chip going out or something. Yeah, I don't want to think about that. That sounds no. scary. Especially not on Bloodlines. Then you'd be sitting there, you'd be pulling up no. Luke Skywalker. No, your wife come in. What's wrong with you? The game. And she rolls her eyes and goes, "Oh, shut up." <laughs> That's probably me. My <laughs> wife be like, ah, "Just breaks a, it." I'm married to morons. What mine probably say. Of course, if I broke one of her cartridges, then I'd be running like like a like a scalded dog. You know. <laughs> so, so she collects too. Uh, she doesn't collect much. She will collect. She likes to if I find a few from her childhood, like Aladdin's and a few things oh, like okay. that. Uh, she had like Little Mermaid with her with her brother and the Aladdin's and the Lion Kings. But she never. I actually was in um. One of my one pawn shop. I found one good guy at a pawn shop. He gave, like I said, he gave me a deal. He cut knock a bucks off NBA Jam Tournament Edition I got this last week and. He had a box version of Genesis. He had a few Genesis box games, but one of them was uh, Little Mermaid. Oh, know? cool. And I, I told her later, and I think I'll probably go back and take a look at that, you know. And most of the stuff on his, I haven't found too much high, too high on his retro stuff. like 10 bucks. Yeah, uh, that's good. You know, I mean, Gander, wow. 20, well, that, oh, wow. There's a factory sealed Genesis, $30 Little Mermaid. Damn. Wow. About 15. Yeah, that's not bad. And I thought I think I'll add that to the collection just because she likes it. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. But and look at these man, look at man, the Genesis has such nice big um uh, manuals in them. Yeah, that too. They're good manuals. Oh man. So Well, I don't think we got anything else to talk about, do you? I mean, we Yeah, I think about... that's pretty much it. We're hammered down some collecting stuff i guess if we had any tips just i mean we kind of talked about them in passing but if you anytime you can get a game cheaper than you think you can get it that's a plus obviously well also find you um, somebody like i did and if you find somebody that's cool ask them say hey if i buy all these can you give me five dollars off yeah and, and if they say no it if they're personable if they're going to be an ass really I personally, if they're going to be rude, I wouldn't give them my business unless they have something. It's just you absolutely yeah. go, oh my gosh, I got to have it here. Take my money, you ass. But a lot of times, you know, if you keep going back in, I keep coming in and look at your stuff and don't pester him with it. But I told him, he goes, oh, I appreciate you that. So I might go back in there and say, if I got all these together, can you give me a couple, two, three bucks off? They probably go, hey, this guy has come in three to four or five times. If I knock off even five bucks, I'm making money off him. They'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. So do that and be nice to people and. Just be cool, you know. Even some dealers, if you if, don't be a if, dick. If you talk to dealers, I've talked to some dealers, and he was cool. I, found, I met a new one. He was in another um, play. It was another place out here. I was looking at a, a flea market, and unfortunately, he's only two dealers. One dealer I like, and this guy, and I was talking about. Man, I looked online. I saw you know Super Dodgeball for 
Well, like 15 bucks. Everybody wants about 20, 25. He's looking around at, oh, I haven't reorganized all stuff. Oh, here's Super Dodgeball. It's 20 bucks. And I wanted to punch him. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I just told you I can get that for 15. And his was had blemishes. Yeah. Why would I pay you $20? You know, and then I was just like, oh, that's cool. I'm glad you found it. I just was nice and let it roll off the back. You know, just be nice to people. If you piss people off, they'll talk and you won't get anybody to sell it to you. Also, if you're going to go through a, to a flea market, you want to go early. Like, earlier than you think is early. Like, before right. the sun comes up. <laughs> right. If it's a place like me, I've got a place called McKay's, M-C-K-A-Y-S. It's only in the southeast. If somebody's in the southeast and they're around a McKay's, get there when they open. Any place, they resell, hell, they even, I think they may even still have cassettes there. But mostly CDs, they yeah. have vinyl, books, games, movies, guitar equipment, everybody tablets everything they've got get any place that's reselling get there when they open the door and then go straight for what you want because they should have put stuff out and restocked and sometimes in the first 10 5 10 15 minutes and up to an hour people have got this, the good stuff so well um i think that's pretty much it we've been uh the boss rush podcast you can follow us on um where can they follow picky old gamer Oh, uh, they can follow me on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, do you want to give them your Twitter handle? Uh, everything is Picky Old Gamer. At Picky Old Gamer is my YouTube, my YouTube, everything. If you go to Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, just do usually forward slash Picky Old Gamer, you'll find me. I've, I've kept it universal. That's easy enough. I'm um, at Sega underscore legend. And uh, don't forget to be checking out skirmishfrogs.com. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of uh, great content up there. Um, always, like every day, there's something new on there. It's, it's incredible. It's insane how much retro stuff there is. Good, good place. Yeah. Um, but I think that's it for this uh, episode. Um, we talked about retro collecting. Um, hopefully next time we will have a guest. Oh, one quick thing. Uh, next week I'm going to MAGFest. So I will have some good report from there, hopefully. And hopefully I'll get some new games to add to my collection. And Because uh, that's that's a lot of... When, every year at MAGFest, I always end up getting some retro games. That's where, that's where I really like to hunt for them. I know that they're, I'm paying convention prices, but bland. sometimes you can get a good deal. And you find something you may never see again, and yeah, the premium is worth it. If anything, I'll see a lot of really cool stuff that I wouldn't normally see. So, And plus, I'm going to play all those arcade games on free play. Mm, can't wait for that. Need some video. You need to, you need to uh, I'd say on your, your YouTube, make a compilation video of all you, all you do. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm going to try to do some video footage. Because they always have this giant arcade room that's all the games are on 24-7 for free play and... They have so many arcade games, ones you've never even heard of, all like the classics. It's uh, great. And this year I want to try to at least play every one once. So that's, that's my goal. Awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait to see what you get. What you even, what trouble you get into. <laughs> even the weird dancing games. I will attempt a weird dancing game. Sure so, not. And that Tycho Drum Master. Oh, I want to play that so bad. Crazy Taxi with Offspring blaring out of the speakers. Oh man, I can't fun. wait. That was fun, and that was yeah. one of the one of the cool racing games in the in the arcades. Was was Crazy Taxi. Love me some Crazy Taxi. But yeah, we've been Boss Rush podcast, and we're very bad at endings. What is an ending? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so, yeah, you're right. We're, we're we're getting ready for ending. So, um, I guess we're ready to sign out. And yep. everybody check us out next time. Check out Skirmish Frogs. That's where you always see us drop new episodes. All right. I think we're done for this week, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>